Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded April 13th, 2022. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. Today in the podcast, our thoughts on 1Q reporting season, which kicks off this week in earnest with financials. The big things you need to know? First, full-year S&P 500 EPS forecasts on the sell side for 2022 and 2023 have moved up 5 to $6 since January, but underlying expectations regarding the path of profitability are likely more conservative than this stat suggests. Second, forward-looking expectations are being propped up by a few sectors, including energy and tech. Third, our quantitative transcript review highlights the extent to which demand, inflation, price hikes, labor, the Fed, and Russia-Ukraine have been in focus in recent company commentary, and we expect these issues will remain key themes in 1Q earnings calls. And fourth and finally, in our manual review of earnings call transcripts, i.e. our reading, one thing that's really jumped out to us has been commentary on the consumer, which we think reflects a shift from goods to services spending and overall resilience. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and other major platforms. Now let's jump into the details. Takeaway number one. Underlying expectations about the path of profitability are likely more conservative than headline S&P 500 EPS forecasts imply. One of the more remarkable signs of resiliency in the U.S. equity market so far in 2022 has been the increase that's occurred in bottom-up consensus EPS forecasts for the S&P 500. These forecasts, which are an aggregation of stock-level predictions from around the street, have moved up to 2.30 in April from 2.24 in January for 2022 and up to 2.51 in April from 2.46 in January for 2023. Those numbers imply EPS growth of 9% in 22 and 10% in 23. But that's not the entire story in our view. When we dig a little bit deeper, what we see is that while some modest margin expansion is baked into those stats for 2022, in general, sell-side numbers appear to be baking in a flattening of margin trends over the course of the next two years, with some contraction in late 2023. And when it comes to margins, the buy side also seems much more pessimistic than what's in the sell side numbers right now, with 55% saying margins are likely to contract over the next 6 to 12 months in our late March 2022 investor survey. While sell side estimates can be tracked, the buy sides can't, and that's ultimately what drives stock prices. We also get the sense that expectations on the profitability outlook across the stock market as a whole are somewhat subdued when we dig into our analysis on the rate of upward earnings estimate revision trends on the sell side at the broader index level. For the S&P 500, this stack is still tracking at 53% for earnings as of mid-April, suggesting slightly more upward than downward revisions, but a balance between up and down overall. When we look at small caps, however, the rate of upward EPS estimate revisions for the Russell 2000 has actually been in negative territory since mid-March, tracking in the 42 to 49 percent range. This again suggests that there's a little bit more pessimism on the overall profitability outlook for companies in general than what we're seeing in the S&P 500 stats in particular. Moving on to takeaway number two, forward-looking expectations are being propped up by a few sectors, including energy and tech. For example, on the 2022 EPS growth rate, expectations for energy are the highest by a wide margin, while 2022 EPS growth forecasts are also in the double digits for consumer discretionary, industrials, and materials, most other sectors are well below 10%. Based on this exercise, we come away worried that there's more risk to 2022 EPS forecasts for value x financials than the growth side of the market. 
We also see evidence that some sectors are doing heavier lifting than others in our work on the rate of upward EPS estimate revisions. As of mid-April, only a few sectors, energy, REITs, materials, and tech specifically, have been seeing mostly upward revisions on both earnings and revenues. Most other sectors are actually seeing a tilt toward negative revisions on earnings alongside a positive tilt on sales. This suggests to us that demand remains strong with some help from pricing, but that profitability expectations have been getting reined in a bit despite this. Moving on to takeaway number three. Demand, inflation, price hikes, labor, the Fed, and Russia-Ukraine are likely to remain in focus. We've continued to utilize Bloomberg's transcript analyzer to get an objective read on the trends in some of the hot topics in company commentary in earnings calls at conferences and other events. Characterization of underlying demand has continued to tilt positive, though a little less so than prior quarters. Comments on inflation have spiked in tandem with trends in CPI. Discussions around pricing have surged of late, and this is also the case for labor headwinds. It's also something we're seeing for the Russia-Ukraine war. Commentary on the Fed, which admittedly tends to be driven by financials, has picked up to levels in line with past monetary policy milestones. We expect all of these issues will remain key themes in 1Q earnings calls and that investors will be especially keen to identify any potential signs of demand erosion in particular. We'll wrap up with takeaway number four. In our manual review of earnings call transcripts, one thing that's really jumped out to us has been the commentary on the consumer, which we think highlights the shift from goods to services and the overall health and resilience of the consumer. As has become our custom, we've been reading through earnings call transcripts from the past few weeks for most S&P companies and a select number of small and mid-cap names. This really allows us to get a more comprehensive picture of how the discussions on earnings calls are taking shape. For the early reporters, one thing that's really jumped out has been diverging comments on the health of the consumer. A few companies tied to the good side of retail have highlighted weakness in demand, which they've attributed to waning consumer confidence, the Fed, rates, inflation, and Russia-Ukraine. But other consumer companies have noted that while demand was hit early in the year due to Omicron, the recovery coming out of the variant has been quite robust. And other comments on the consumer that jumped out to us focused on lower than historical price elasticities and the strength of wages and the labor market, which they think are helping the consumer power through price hikes, along with the concepts of unmet demand and pent-up demand for services. Other key themes so far in this reporting season include elevated uncertainty due to the Fed and Russia-Ukraine, mixed messages on supply chains, some have highlighted improvements while others have highlighted ongoing challenges, the significant disruption to labor caused by Omicron, with some companies saying 8 to 15 percent of their workforce was affected, low levels of concern about inventories, and higher inflation expectations for the year. Our bottom line, given the myriad headwinds faced by companies in the first quarter and the year ahead, we think 1Q reporting season could end up being a mess. But we also see the potential for it not to be as bad as feared, given the likelihood that buy-side expectations are much lower than official sell-side forecasts, and as long as robust assessments of underlying appetite and demand remain in place. And for now, we're sticking with our 50-50 year-end S&P 500 target. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check out our sister podcast, RBC's Industries in Motion, for thoughts on specific sectors from RBC's team of equity analysts. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives. Thank you.